Welcome to Chasing the Upside, conversations about living the FPL life. FPL writer and enthusiast Leon, welcome to Chasing the Upside. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me on, on this chat. Uh, I'm really looking forward to um, talking about FPL, especially when I do it every week on uh, just on the game week, on the previews, on who to buy in. So it's very refreshing to come to a show like this where you can just chat about everything about FPL um, in a more relaxing manner. So thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for a relaxing, a relaxing chat about FPL. Yeah. What what could go wrong? Eh? So uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll start the chat where we always start these conversations. Um, mm-hmm. So your origin story with FPL. Where did it start for you uh, with FPL? Yeah. So um, if if you ask me, I, I'm I really played FPL for like um seriously for like maybe two or three seasons. Maybe this is the third season that I played FPL seriously, but I've been playing FPL, I think, since eight seasons ago when I, I first, uh, I, I just randomly Googled about fantasy um, FPL and, and it came out, so I just signed in. And then during that time, I don't really know how to play FPL at all because I don't really read the rules, so I just randomly picked any players that are, are my favorite players, maybe some from my favorite team, Newcastle, just so just start a team with three players in Newcastle and see how it goes. So uh, that's how I started. And uh, as you know, my uh, Twitter Twitter username is uh, FPL Running Pharmacist. So um, those are actually the three things that are um, sort of important in my daily life uh, for now. So FPL uh, definitely comes first, then followed by running, and then followed by, by pharmacist, which is my day job. So um, I run a lot. I'm not sure if you know about it. Uh, I used to run like marathons, half marathons, ultra, even ultra marathons before this, but sort of... Um, getting lesser and lesser now because I have a, a one-year-old baby. So, uh, of course, I have to divide time and maybe focus more on, on my family. So, uh, yeah, when I first started playing FPL, actually, um, I feel like um, my life is not as good as now. So maybe I have a lot of uh, distractions in life and sort of, sort of struggling a bit. So I, I think uh, when you struggle a lot in life, especially mentally, you want to look for some distractions, um, some things that uh, can be rewarding, can be more motivating. So running is, is first. When I run, then it sort of uh, relax me a little bit. And also FPL. Of course, uh, it, it doesn't take much time. So uh, I think it's a, a good hobby to have at that time. So uh, I, I would say uh, during that time, I'm a more a casual player. So I miss deadlines sometimes, like a lot, a lot of casual managers. And then I'm not really... Uh, well informed by by who is going to be suspended, who is going to um start even, so who is the talisman of the team? I I I think during that time we don't have that much info as well, right? From the content creators, so uh eventually after um maybe five seasons of playing um sort of as a casual player, uh, I think during sometimes during that season those seasons as well I just started play a few game weeks and don't do really well and then I just give up. I just uh, leave the team like to become dead teams. Like, I think a lot of FPL managers do that now as well. So um, then um, uh, I think three seasons ago, I started to... I think the thing that changed me is uh, because I read a lot. So I come across some FPL books. So I sort of started reading. Why not just take pick up an FPL book and read it? And then I find out that there's so much about FPL 
than just randomly clicking players and randomly making transfers. So those are the times when I started um, to think that I need to improve myself as, as an FPL manager. So yeah, so slowly, um, I, I don't think I have a good ranks. Um, in the past season, I think my best rank is maybe 100 plus K. That, that's the best I, I, I can do. But uh, I believe in um, FPL is more than ranks. So uh, in the, the three seasons, the serious seasons I've played, um, just slowly improve as a manager. Uh, regardless of the ranks and here I am now you know I signed up for a Twitter account uh, with zero followers and then um, I used to be someone that blindly follow content creators advice wherever they say bring in I just bring in until um, nowadays I'm someone who that um, I think I can make my own judgment and make my own research and also probably if uh, they want maybe I can give some advice to others so this is basically um how I come from eight years ago in FPL until now. Amazing. Thank you. You mentioned, yeah. you mentioned there that FPL is more than rank. Um, what do you mean by that? Yeah, you, if you see, um, I think in social media or um, Twitter, especially, or in YouTube, um, when people give advice, there will always be uh, some comments saying that, what is your rank right now? Right, if you're ranked below me, who are you, or what position are you in, to give me advice when you're actually doing worse than me? So, um, for me, um, for example, let's say uh, I'm a content creator now with like um few million followers, but my rank is around maybe I don't start that well. Maybe my rank is around five million, four million. Does it mean that I cannot give anyone? advice I, I don't think uh, it's that way because uh, rank for me is uh, something temporary and it doesn't reflect on, on you you can do maybe you can become an FPL champion for one season and you can do you can get a bad rank the next season so it can ha happen to anyone but for me FPL is the, the most important thing is um, how you justify your move every single week if you feel that you can you make a move and you can justify it, then even the outcome is maybe not as what you expected. But then uh you, you feel justified because you make a decision that is uh what you feel is the right move. But uh if you just blindly follow others, even though if your rank is high, what is the joy and what is the gratification from that? So so I feel that uh um the, the most important thing for each FPL managers is to develop their own style rather than uh, putting rank uh, above everything and you know you see a lot of uh, FPL managers tend to copy you know copying is a, it's a big thing right now they copy those that do really well right uh, and then what what are the things that they gain from it I'm not sure about that no I, I would agree I mean I think that the moment you can play your own game um yeah. and and i think you're you're right justify your decisions and even if it goes wrong you can say well this is why i did it um mm -hmm. and everybody has a different process which is the fascinating thing about fpl because yeah. there are no there's no correct ways of playing um and and that's the and that's the interesting thing isn't it um there, there was an article that i read from you this was a few months ago and as soon as i read it i thought oh, i'd like i really like to sort of speak to you like this so i'm really glad we've got that opportunity now and it was you brought up the analogy of marathon running and, and fpl um and fpl being a marathon not a sprint but you but you kind of went through the stages of 
a marathon, essentially, in terms of strategy, timing, all these things. So for the people that haven't read it, um, and I'm putting you on the spot now, um, do you want to sort of explore that and discuss with me and everybody listening and watching? Um, yeah, you know, maybe you, uh, what, what I have to go back, go way back to the um, the years that I started running. So I actually started running around 15 years ago. Um, that there was a time that uh, I don't really train. So uh, then uh, my my wife. Uh, that that's my girlfriend that time. She she she, she uh signed up for a full marathon, uh and then uh I thought why not I just join her for for the full marathon. So I went in without much training. The the most distance I ran maybe maybe around ten kilometers. Uh, that's all. So I thought it's something that I can, um, finish with some grit and determination. I'll force myself to finish it. So without knowing anything, I started the race. So, uh, of course, you, you know how it ends. Um, uh, like every um, runner, we want to start with a, a sprint. You want to be ahead of everyone else uh, from the start of the marathon. You don't want to be the last uh, at, the, at the back of the pack in the start. So, of course, like everyone, I started sprinting the first um, maybe five kilometers or so. I'm doing okay. Then uh, after that, uh, around 10 kilometers, I, I, I realized that something is wrong. Right, I, I no, no, no longer be able to uh, run uh, without dragging my legs. So I start forcing myself, forcing myself until uh, around the 20 plus kilometers mark, I, I, I heard a, a cracking sound. So, um, yeah, so my, my right, um, right leg is, uh, there's something wrong with it. So, but uh, I, I insist of continuing and I drag it uh, all the way to the finish line until around the 40th uh, kilometers mark. Then, um, yeah, someone told me that I actually dis dislocated it. You know, the, yeah, dislocated something. So uh, I have no choice but um, to, to hop on the bus and then uh, go to the finish line without finishing the race. So, which then uh, makes me study a lot about marathon. You, know, you need to train, you need to start slowly. You, know, you you cannot follow everyone and just start sprinting and start sprinting. So um yeah, this is uh after that, then I start playing FPL. Then I realized there's so much similarities between uh FPL and uh also a marathon. If you realize, um of course I mentioned about uh Elliot Kipchoge, which is uh, a marathon legend. Not sure if you have heard of him. He's uh, one of the best uh marathon runner in the in the world, I think uh all time. And he also holds uh, the world record until it's currently broken, I think, a few months ago. So if you see the way he runs, he usually starts um, in a pack with the, um, he don't, even though he, if he can, he, he doesn't go out sprinting and then just leave everyone behind. If he follows a pack right behind and uh, maybe someone is, uh, someone is eager to cut him, he just let them go. You know, because uh, in, in FPL, you see a lot of FPL managers that, that do that. They, they, they use their chips early, um, they wildcard early, they use their triple captainships early. So, uh, of course, they'll, they'll gain uh, a lot of ranks uh, early on, maybe in the first five or six game weeks. You, you can see them at top, near the top table. So, it's okay because, uh, of course, I mentioned this now, Kipchoge, just let them do it. Then, after that, the, the, the runners sort of lose their steam a bit. And then um, he starts catching up um, in uh, his constant pace until 
And towards the end of the season, I think around maybe in FPL wise, maybe you can say around after the 30th game week or 31st game week, then he start making his, his move, maybe take a few punts, maybe start using the uh, wild cards or whatever. So yeah, so it's, it's almost the same as, as, as Marathon. If you want um, to finish, um, you want to finish strong rather than you want to start strong, right? So uh, in, in, in Marathon, you can see that uh, a lot of uh, beginners, sort of beginners runners, they, they sort of uh, sprint early and, and, and uh, sort of uh, lose their way or maybe even force to pull out of the race. Just like in FPL, a lot of managers, when they don't do well, they just give up the team. And then maybe they start again next season and keep doing it and doing it again. So uh, as I mentioned just now, if you see a lot of players that are ranked uh, above you, uh, you don't really need to worry about it, especially at this stage. We are not even at the halfway point of at, at the 21, the first KM point of the, the, the race yet. So just um, keep up the pace, make sure that you don't fall too much behind. And then eventually you have to trust yourself. You have to trust the training that you have done. So the training in marathon is just like the training, uh, the sort of the research that all the all the plannings that you have done in, in FPL. So all this you have to trust that all this research and all this careful planning that you have done will help you to finish strong in, in, in FPL. Yeah, so um I, I cannot say uh, that I'm a, a good example because I'm I'm still searching my way. And I'm, I cannot say that I'm an uh, elite marathoner either because my timing isn't that good. But then I can say is uh, if you go all out in the beginning without uh, thinking about everything, then then you're you're going to be in the trouble in trouble towards the end. Uh, maybe you'll get lucky in a few um, game weeks early on, but then you won't get lucky forever in um, the thirty eight game weeks of FPL. So it's the same as marathon. If you, you can get lucky in the first few miles, but you, you can't keep it up if you keep expecting yourself to get lucky. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. think that's something that I've realized about FPL. Of course, there's a there's a huge amount of luck to to the game. But what what and this, of course, like with anything that you you gain experience and your opinions change. But what I where I am now with the whole luck and skill um, debate is. Mm -hmm. I think that luck will luck will get you to the really, really high ranks, you know, top 10K, top 50K. But I think the skill will get you consistently to top 100K, you know, around, you know, around, around that mark, which is, a, which is an OK rank, which is a decent rank. Um, and so that's where I think the, sort of the, the divide is really. The luck will get you to the, the absolute top 0.1%. Uh, but if you if you're logical, um, if you're consistent, which of course is is like marathon training, isn't it? If you're consistent um, with your decision making throughout, that skill will will override the luck overall. Yeah, I I actually believe that uh, you make your own luck. So um, maybe um, I I saw a lot of uh, tweets saying that right now they have a, a a bad luck because a lot of players that they have selected are injured. Um, maybe injured long term or maybe I, I just got some random red cards and suspended so sometimes in some game weeks they might have to start with just maybe eight active players uh, nine active players and they, they just uh, moan about their bad luck so um, I think this is things that you, is 
these are the things that are unavoidable in FPL. So eventually we'll come to this stage, but it's up to you to, on how you're going to adapt and 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 um sort of dig yourself out of it. Because in, in marathon, I'm not sure you've heard of a term called uh hit the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh eventually after maybe after around 30 km, you know, you use up all your uh the carbs in your body and then you sort of have no energy to even move uh, a few steps at all. So those are the moments that you have to find a way to, to get through or you just give up. So it's, it's the same situation as FPL. Maybe you're uh, stuck with bad luck right now. You have not enough players and then you are really tempted to uh, take a lot of hits, you know, to, to get yourself temporarily out of it. But then... Um, there are a lot of things that you can do. Maybe you can uh, moan about it. Maybe you can just uh, give up. Or maybe you can just uh, ask yourself, uh, what can I do right now to slowly get myself out of it rather than just chase the next high in the next game week? Right? Some, of, some people say, uh, um, I just want to do well in the next game week. That's why I take all the hits. But then maybe um, next game, next few game weeks, uh, you might be able to just plan yourself out one transfer at, at a time. Yeah, that's that's what I I, I slowly learned about FPL. You 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 need to plan a few steps, uh, a few game weeks ahead, and to make sure that you don't fall into that hole of bad luck. Mm. So again, uh, as I said just now, you make your own luck. Yeah, and it's so all about the ability to adapt. You mentioned that you're um you've you know you've got a busy life now with with your small one year old um yeah. and you know your job and you're running and everything like that um and obviously FPL I hope you know contributes mm-hmm. to the happiness of of your life to a certain extent mm-hmm. um when you do have a, a good game week or a bad game week how does that affect your life um it, it used to affect me badly. It used to to make me um sad maybe for a whole day maybe for till the next uh, deadline I'm I stay sad stay angry, or I I used to think that um if I have a good game week maybe I'm making all the right move uh so I'm maybe close to being the the best best manager around <laughs> and when I have the uh some bad game weeks in the row maybe I think oh maybe this game is not for me that 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 was me when I I used to. Uh, start playing FPL, but then uh, eventually I think um, the important thing is how we control our emotions, um, regardless whether we do well or we do badly. Because um, I read somewhere saying that, I think it's a good, really good advice given to me, saying that uh, when you submit your team during the deadline, the, your gaming is over. So um, the games will go on, but you are not in control of the games. I think a lot of people, they uh, have a misconception. Maybe they just tell themselves that uh, post-game week, I just watch games and maybe I can control if my players do well or, or so. But I think uh, m- many of these things are out of your control. Once you submit your team, um, post that line, that's it. If you want to watch games, then you should watch in a uh, sort of happy mode rather than uh, hiding behind the couch, you know, worried that if I don't have Haaland, what if he's got a hat-trick and and then, yeah, you'll lose a lot of sleeps over it. So for things that you can't control, just let it be. And for things that, the things that you can control is how you're going to plan your team for the next game week based on what happened this game week. 
Yeah, mm. so this is what I advise, really advise others to do. You just submit your team uh, off the apps, go do your, your, your chores and, and bring your kids out, you know, have fun, <laughs> watch some games, uh, support your team, support Newcastle. <laughs> and then you come back when all, all the teams uh, play their games, then you see how you do. Then you plan again based on what happened this game week. That's that's brilliant advice. Like as soon as you submit your team and the deadline is over, that's your game week over. Yeah. I love that because um because then exactly what you say, you are controlling what you can control, uh, and then then the weight has been lifted because you're done. Uh, and, mm. and 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 that really focuses on your decision making and that and that's all you can do. Um and, yeah. and like we said earlier, your process. That's great advice. Yeah, I'm going to try and do that for we're recording on a Wednesday. So um, after so Friday will be the deadline. Uh, and uh, I'm going to try and do that this weekend. I, I, I can almost guarantee it won't work, but it's work in progress. Uh, you know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> talking about, you know, decision making um, and, and the game in general. What what would you say um, are the mistakes that you make the most often? I used to. Yeah, I think a lot of people make these mistakes. I used to do that as well. Is uh, after each game week, um, I make early transfers, um, based on the latest games that happened. For for example, um, last night my my striker, maybe for example Harlan, uh, I captained him and then he got a red card or something, so. Um, instantly the next morning I, I wake up I, I saw it and then I just uh, transfer him out maybe what that's what people call as a rich transfer <laughs> yeah so uh, I used to do that a lot and then uh, I used to regret it uh, the gaming after so it's it's a vicious cycle you you regret it you tell yourself not to do it again then you do it again the next <laughs> week again. and again and again yeah. and then the more you do it then um you know the 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 last uh, your your ability to plan because you already use up that transfer. So the next transfer that you have to do, you have to use a hit to to do it. So the the more hits you take, then the more addicted you are to the hits. Mm-hmm. I think I uh, I've seen that a lot as well. So people say I've taken some hits this game week, might as well I keep taking hits and then keep riding it since my rank is already bad. So I'll just keep taking hits, keep taking risks, and that they wouldn't have the rank. It'll just keep getting worse and and worse. So um, I'm okay with hits, but then uh, you have to carefully plan it, and and really bring in someone that uh and worth it. So uh, for now um, for this season, I think I've worked work it out better. So basically, my transfers are done um maybe one hour before the deadline. You know, not necessarily waiting for leaks, but maybe wait, waiting for the cup games to be over, the European games to be over. So uh, I think patience uh, paid off uh, a lot for, for me. So um, unfortunately, uh, even though you keep telling people to, to wait, uh, it's human nature to, to act uh, immediately on uh, what their heart or what their brain tell them to, to do. So... Uh, that that's why you, you see all those price rises in the, in in midweek or immediately post games, so you you can't control that. And the more you see people make making transfer, the more uh, the the higher the urge that you yourself want to make the transfer. So yeah, when when you have that urge, just I think just lock off Twitter, lock off social media, just uh, do other stuff, 
and then you, you have to know um, what you really want that game that, that game week rather than being influenced by others and influenced by the, the price change itself i i think that's really interesting um and yeah i i can relate to a lot of that because and i don't i i don't really as a rule i just don't make early transfers i think even even if i am very likely to miss out on a player what i've realized this season more than all the times that i've been sort of playing is it's very very unlikely that that player is going to make a huge difference to your season because there's always you can always pick them up there's always stuff to do in your team yeah. that can improve it um and actually sometimes not doing anything is the best thing you can do because mm -hmm. it, it it raises the probability of that player that potentially is struggling uh, to do better but i think that um going back to your point the frustration with fpl is when you've had a bad game week and you're absolutely right as humans we want to act we want, we want to right that wrong and how we can and how we can do that is by transferring but there's such a long gap you know and we're recording this around the festive period so it's it's very busy but generally speaking there's a there's a huge gap between that frustration and getting the chance to uh, to right that wrong so i think mentally if you can get over that hurdle and have patience you're you're onto a winner aren't you because you don't want to get into that that cycle that you talked about that's a really good point yeah especially uh you mentioned a good point this is there's a long gap so especially you have uh, the international break where you have two weeks that you have nothing to do and some people just do it based on maybe out of boredom they just want to act on something and then uh of course, they know that there are possible injuries, uh, possibly a lot of injuries during international break, and they should wait. But they, they do it anyway, because uh, it's human nature. It's, I think FPL has a, a lot to do with uh, how we are as a human uh, and uh, our personality itself. So uh, the, the way you play FPL, I think, reflects a lot on how, how you really live your life, whether you just wait and see, wait for opportunities, or you just... Uh, take risks and act on it. I think a lot of different people play it uh, differently. There's no right or wrong way of, of doing that. But I think um, it really reflects on your personality in real life itself. It really does, yeah. I yeah. mean, a question that I've asked on this podcast a few times is, does your FPL play mirror your, you know, wider life in terms of your behavior and your decision-making process? um so yeah it is it is an interesting question and there's so many there's so many overlaps isn't there um mm -hmm. but I, I i still think it comes down to the the central fact that if you are enjoying the game that's the game um and and if you want to take loads of hits um and you're not bothered about your rank too much because that's not where you get the enjoyment you get that enjoyment from the transfers in and out and the wheeling and dealing absolutely go for it there's, and that's the wonderful thing if you want to be so risk averse never taking hits go for that you know if 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 your joy is that is is the slow steady grind go for that too and that's and there's room for everyone um which is lovely isn't it yeah and another thing is uh i think regarding um the template as well so i, I think we, we haven't mentioned the template this uh today so uh i think a lot of uh, people tend to want to follow the template early season i think that's the advice given to to a lot of FPL managers said you shouldn't go very far away from the template early season so that to avoid uh, falling down the rank and so that you, you, you lose a chance to cash up uh, towards the end of the season. 
Um, so that actually reflects on the, uh, the person you are as well. You know, if you keep following the template, uh, you don't dare to take risks and you just keep picking up players with high uh, EO. You know, maybe you in, in real life, you're just someone that uh, uh, you follow the rules and you don't dare to, um, you know, make huge changes to your life, don't dare to take risks. So uh, uh, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm this uh, person. Uh, maybe I'll start the season with template, maybe one to two game weeks. But I, if you look at my team right now, I think it's full of differentials. I think I have eight or nine differentials right now. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. But uh, those are, I, I don't really go for differentials because I need differentials, but they, they come to me. I believe that if you keep playing the way that uh, you, know, you, you, you want to keep playing to your style, then you keep making the right decisions. Then in, at some stage, you have to get in those differentials that you feel is right for the team. Um, Leon, thank you so much for um for for this chat. We've got two more questions to go uh, before yeah. before I let you get back um to your evening because where you are, uh, it's uh, it'll be six forty two, I believe. So, yeah, I'll, um, uh, I'll have my dinner after this. Good so, stuff. Yeah, 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 and I'll have some lunch. So there we go. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, in in just before we wrap up, the, the final two questions are, um, well, a for you to reflect, I suppose, on your your favorite ever. FPL moment, uh, or as I like to call it, the the FPL champagne moment. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's uh, quite a few seasons ago um, when uh, Mo Salah uh, just came to the Premier League. Not not the the his Chelsea days. I think he he went to Roma, then he signed for Liverpool. So uh, during that time, I think uh, not many managers actually believed in his ability when he just uh, signed. And then uh, after a few games, I saw some potential in, in Salah. And his uh, ownership is real low that time and his price is real low as well. So I thought it's uh, an opportunity to maybe uh, take a risk. So I bought him and then he just can't stop scoring, can't stop assisting and his prices rise like, more and more and more. So I can, I maybe just, Keep on telling myself I might be one of those that actually discover the legend in in, in Mo Salah in the game, but uh surprisingly, uh the season after I don't really buy him a lot. Maybe that's it's because his price is high or whatever. But then uh yeah he's back to my team this season. But uh those are the memories with, with Salah when he doesn't do well, you know you just it, when when you discover a, a hidden gem, I think it brings a lot of joy. Joy to you. I think uh, a lot of managers can can relate that with uh Lundstrom, you know, for example. <laughs> there's there's a few, isn't there? But and the lovely thing yeah. about get, getting in early um mm -hmm. on, on an asset is um you maybe get three or four or even five weeks before everybody everybody catches yeah. up. And so you're just gaining all that time. Mm -hmm. Um and then and then by that stage, obviously it didn't happen with with Salah. Salah just continued. Mm -hmm. but if if everybody's caught up and then there's a dip well you haven't lost anything because the eo is so high and you've yeah. gained those points anyway uh, and then it's time to sort of move on so um, that's a great one i've never mm -hmm. well, yeah i've never had that champagne moment where going back a few years salah before he was the egyptian king essentially so yeah. um, that's amazing thank you um and then to round off um this chat and once again thank you for spending your time with me um What's the what's the best piece of FBL advice you've ever been given? Hmm. I think we have discussed well a bit about this earlier as well. I would advise everyone to 
um, prioritize um, everything above FPL. You have to prioritize, of course. I, I, I think you saw, I tweet a lot of me about mental health, about how, how, you, how you have to take care of yourself first ahead of FPL. And also, you have to prioritize your family, your job, and people around you above FPL. I saw a lot of um, FPL managers actually let FPL affect their daily life, like 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 how what you you mentioned just now. You asked me how does a good or bad game week actually affect your real life. I think we have to try to minimize um its effect on our life. It, we, it, I know it's hard because we are humans with emotions, right? But then um in the end, FPL is just a game. Correct. If you look back um like five seasons uh later, um and then you look back at the rank that you achieved this season, maybe top 10k. Does it really mean a lot to you compared to um you know the, the memories that you create with your families, you know, the, the, the moments that you have? Um so maybe people will feel that FPL is the most important thing in your in your life right now, but you have to think again. Maybe look around um and, and, and see. Um maybe if you look back, you, you realize that FPL is just one small thing that um is not as important as you think. So my, my advice to everyone is prioritize your mental health and prioritize um uh, other more important things that you can see in your life. After that, then you can look at FPL. <laughs> yeah, get all those things done. Yeah. I yeah. I, I think you're right because um Personally, I think the moment that FPL becomes a problem is where you, you feel like you're putting so much time into it and mm. you're not getting anything back because of the luck factor. Um, and that's why I think it's, it really can uh, affect you badly because there's there's like an injustice. For instance, going going all the way back to the start of the conversation in terms of marathon training. Because it's physical, you know pretty much, unless you get unlucky with injuries, if you do certain miles on certain days, you will make progress because that's yeah. that's the physical thing. You can be doing everything right in FPL and putting a huge amount and, and more time and more time and more time, but that doesn't equate to actually making improvements in the short term. And I think that's why it becomes so triggering, isn't it? So if you can distance yourself, you know, prioritize FPL, you know, third, fourth as a, that you know third or fourth in your life in terms of importance that's nice because if it's going well amazing uh and if it goes badly well you've still got other stuff uh other stuff going on as well i think the i think the issue with and i had this chat with um with with a couple of people on the on the podcast actually the problem is if fpl is very important to someone and potentially they don't have other stuff that they can focus on you know maybe they don't have a close family you know friends and so fpl is is so important and they can't do anything about that i don't know if you've got any thoughts about that yeah you have seen um some people that actually fpl is their full-time job yeah. so the only thing that they do for the, the entire day is to create content to do research um on fpl and then maybe um seven days a week uh, other than the time they sleep the, the things that they think in their mind is only fpl so uh, after that game week, they found out that maybe their wife who don't even know uh, any footballers at, well, at, at all, just randomly pick a team, but that team actually outscores its team. So um, 
of course they get angry and they get sad and get, they get disappointed then they start um moaning about fpl is a game that is unfair you know it's all about luck everything so i i don't think it should be that way right the as you mentioned just now it's different for marathon of course uh, if you train like um seven times a week and you go run the marathon of course you can finish it comfort comfortably but and in, in the fbl it doesn't work that way so um the amount of work that you put in have to be done smartly yeah. it, it doesn't really equate to the time that you put in if you put in 10 hours of useless work and just you know getting the wrong data looking at the wrong players even though you spend those 10 hours it's, it's not going to reflect on the uh, game week results uh, in the next few game weeks so uh, of course like my advice is um, don't spend uh, your whole life in FPL because FPL is not going to go away you know if you in the next 50 years FPL is still going to be around but things around you is, is going to, to change Absolutely. Yeah, so you have to have a life outside FPL yeah lovely Leon, thank you so much for joining me on, on Chasing the Upside today. I've had a lovely conversation. Thank you. I really enjoyed the, the chat.